Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Episode 110. Woohoo! I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. That's right, episode 110. Took us a while to get here, but we're here. Very exciting, big milestone. And I am joined today by Felicia Madison. Felicia, Felicia, good morning. Good morning, Brett. How are you? I am barely up, 11 (laughs) a.m. I know, it's early for some of us. Yes, well, good thing is I didn't have to be dressed, so. Yes, not video. There's no video. We're live. We're on audio, but definitely no video. No big deal. No big deal. No makeup required. So, so we had a great show on um, uh, on Wednesday. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really, really a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of work putting it together, and I was regretting it every step of the way. But when we were setting up, and people were walking by and saying such wonderful things, and being so excited to finally have live comedy back it was all worth it yeah i mean that's what that's certainly how i felt i I know the comedians felt that way and there was an audience you know i mean they always sometimes you do these things and you're not sure if anyone's going to show up but there was there were definitely people there yeah and i i didn't really um advertise it or promote it because it was a test run so i just in case (laughs) right i didn't want a huge crowd there but everything went seamlessly uh a lot of fun, um, easier and better than I thought it was going to be. So I'm optimistic that we're going to keep doing it. Great. That's awesome. So what gave you the idea? Yeah. Why, did you just, why did you decide to do this? Well, you know, the uh, people have been working. Camby Cruz, uh, who is with uh, QED, has been working tirelessly during this entire pandemic trying to get stand-up comedy to open again. And it's been a very, very long, frustrating process. And during the process, I guess someone came up with a bright idea to let's do open culture outdoor performances. So this is all done through New York City's open culture program. Okay. Um, and, you know, it, it, of course, they opened up the open culture on a Monday. And then on Wednesday, Cuomo opened up stand-up comedy indoors. So that was a little bit of a bummer because I wouldn't have spent so much time uh, on this process because it was a ton of work. You had to get the permits. I had to go to the police department. I had to get the sound permits. I had to get the parking permits. I had to put the parking permits up. I have to get the dividers. I have to get the stages. There's a lot of rules and requirements, and you got to bring all the furniture up and the stage up and the sound equipment and the lighting. Uh, It would have been a lot easier just to do it in the club. (laughs) But um, it's still early. We're not going to open the club until it's at 50% capacity because it just doesn't make sense financially and for right. a lot of other reasons for, for us particularly because um, we have the restaurant above us. Uh, so, and I want to wait till everyone's fully vaccinated. I do find that some comedians and audience members are happier to still be outdoors. And it's nice. And it's a, 
it's a New York moment. You know, just like how everyone likes to be in the park or do comedy, you know, at other places. It's it's a New York thing, and it's just to be part of it, even if it's just one week, is really kind of amazing and cool. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We're calling it curbside comedy. Is that right? Curbside comedy, the best delivery in New York. Nice. I like but it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and you will be able to get food. Yeah. No alcohol, but you will be able to get food uh, when, when we go next week. Yeah, so you're technically not allowed to serve. There's open culture and there's open streets. They're two different parts of the government, and the government just doesn't work together. So I tried, since the restaurant's right next door, to get uh, food service. But it's not allowed. So you can order. I can't stop people from bringing food or ordering food. So you can order food from anywhere, really. But we're going to put QR codes down, and you can have delivery service from Playa Betty's, which is the restaurant right next door. Nice. Um, Yeah, and alcohol, you know, believe it or not, it's illegal to drink alcohol in the streets of Manhattan. You know, you said you or said that park. to me, and I was and I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, like that's not new information, yeah. but I just I hadn't thought about it. So I was like, well, what's the big deal? We can just have a drink right here. Why why is this a problem? But it's it's a problem because it's illegal. Yeah, they kind of loosened the um, they loosened it during the pandemic, and then they noticed that things started getting a little out of hand. If you remember, Cuomo added that to, even to the open streets, like you have to order food with alcohol if you're outside. You can't just right. order alcohol. So it's a little bit of a bummer because comedy is always a little bit more fun when you're just a tad bit drunk. But <laughs> if you're, you can do if you if you could. There's lots of things that are better drunk, but you can still do them sober. <laughs> right <laughs> there, you go. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so what what would you say is the was the hardest thing about getting this all set up? Oh gosh, you know it's just. It's just a. There was a lot of red tape, and I think I think probably the hardest thing was just like the physical toll of like getting all the equipment there and getting it all outside and getting it all set up. Um, but actually promoting and getting the people there, which I thought might have been difficult, was so easy. You know, our Saturday shows already sold out, um, so that's great. Um, that's awesome. But. Yeah, so I think that was the hardest part, like getting the equipment and everything up there. You know, you need to get lighting and the the audio and all that stuff and the barricades. It's a lot of manual labor. Right. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. You need a lot of hands. But you had people helping. I mean, I think the comedians were probably really grateful and eager to help. I have to uh, give a shout-out to all my F Comedy Club comedians who came and helped and were, were you know, Miss Seal was working the barricades in her little uh, reflective costume <laughs> and, and awesome. the whole night, yeah, dancing. And I think people were, you know, let's, let's, in, in a couple of weeks when it's not a novelty, let's see how excited people are to come. But I think people are just so excited to see people and be with people and perform. And, you know, it's a, I love the camaraderie of, of my comedians, you know, we're sort of like a second family or probably better than a family, but <laughs> I actually like these people and hanging out with them. Cause I mean, it was, it was nice to see people or people I hadn't seen in a long time. Then there were some people who I only knew on zoom. 
So that was kind of interesting. There were, there were people that I'd never actually seen in person, so that was fun. But, I mean, I, I realized when I was there, like, I would bet, – between open mics and the occasional show, I would be at Westside Comedy Club three, four times a week, you know, uh, before yeah. the pandemic. So, I mean, just coming back there just felt good. It just felt nice to go have a meal at Playa Betty's and then go do the show. It was just – it was great. Everything about it was terrific. Yeah, you kind of feel like – Zoom mics are great and they've served their purpose. And I kind of thought maybe I'd keep them, but there is something nice about seeing, touching, feeling. I mean, I was hugging people, even though it's, we're still socially, socially distancing because it was just so great to see people and have human, you know, three-dimensional contact with them. It, yeah. was, it was really special. No, and even I mean, the, we had to be pretty far from the audience. That was that's one of the requirements, right? Like that, was, like you had to be like 15 feet or something. What was it? What was it? Yeah, it, you know, they're supposed to be 12 feet unless you put up a one of those plexiglass barriers, which I thought was a little awkward to put up. It's right. it looks a little bit it's a little bit frustrating because you know schools just reopened and they're they're at the three feet guideline, and um, and I understand you know we have to teach the kids and it's you know, obviously more important than stand-up comedy, but you have a bunch of snivelly, dribbly, sneezing kids that are definitely going to spread it quicker than a bunch of comedians, even though we're pretty snivelly and dribbly sometimes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, like, what, 12 feet versus 3 feet, I mean, it's like, really? Uh, and the teacher, they don't, the teacher's there spewing. I, I, it, there's a lot of inconsistencies, and I think that was a lot of, the problem that comedy clubs were having. It's like, yes, comedy is not, you know, a necessity, but either is bowling and, you know, Equinox. Right. The, the bowling so, one was the one that got me. Like, how exactly are we having bowling, but we can't have a comedy club? That just doesn't make any sense. That, that was just, that was a weird one to before me. us. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's just, I, some, there's a disconnect there. Like, there's just, you know, there's yeah. got to be some reason that Cuomo's got a problem with comedy clubs, clearly. I don't know what it is. Yeah, because there's no sense of humor. Um, uh, that could be it. <laughs> that could be it. I always, it's so funny, this whole thing with Cuomo, everyone's, like, so surprised. But from, like, day one, when everyone was, like, in this Cuomo love, I was like, really? You remember when everyone loved Giuliani? And look how he turned out. Yeah, it's like, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to last. I never liked him. I always found the fighting between him and de Blasio, very childish. Oh, very distasteful and really very yeah. public and really unpleasant. Like, like just, it, it, you just, guys, you got a job to do. Like, you know, this is not something where you can be sniping at each other. Like, there's no way that helps get things done. That's just crazy. Yeah, and some people think Cuomo opening the clubs was the way of him, another way of him just stomping on de Blasio's open culture program. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, that hard. would make sense. Like if, yeah, and you're, if you're a performer, I mean, there are like such there's silly rules. Like if you have a stage, you can't have a microphone. You have to have one or the other. I mean, so how can you perform with? How can people perform without a stage? And they're in the middle of the street, so you can't. If we're we were lucky, I petitioned to have the street closed off next to our club. So I was lucky. I just had to pull up the chairs and tables from downstairs. But I don't know how other people are going to do it. If they want to bring stages and stuff, that they have to bring them to a random street and then break them down and come back the next day. It's just it's a very very difficult program. But you know, people it just shows you how the entertainment world just loves what they do so much, and it's a a passion that they're willing to 
go through the expense and the hardship just to be able to perform. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, have you paid attention to any of the other open culture things? Like what other kind of stuff is happening? Is there other comedy? Um, I don't know. I haven't, um, honestly, I've been so busy. I haven't had time to do anything other than work on this, but I'm going to check it out. Cause I know they had a, a lot of, um, permits and a lot of, a lot of streets. Uh, so it, it should be interesting. I don't know, uh, what other venues are doing it. And I know some have like applied for their permits and then pulled out because they were able to open up in their venue. So Oh, right. So they, they, were, they were ready to, they, once they found out they could go for real, they decided to not do outside. Yeah. Like I know some people, some comedy places that were thinking of doing it, but when they opened up, they're like, well, you know, it's so much easier to do it in my club. <laughs> right. Especially, so, especially if you're yeah. not right outside because it, it was super convenient to just be able to carry the stuff, you know, right into the club and then, then you know, and then again, yeah. one time. Then next time, just carry it back out. But these are legit shows, right? I mean, you've got you've got some pretty big names on the on these shows. Uh, yeah, I uh, got some really great names on Saturday. We have uh, Aaron Jackson, Bonnie McFarland, Jocelyn Chia, um, and Ron on Hirschberg. And Friday we have Jackie Fabulous. I'm just trying to remember who else. Thursday we have Danny Cohen and Sergio Chacon with me and Perry Ashenbrand and Eagle Wit. And uh, Wednesday, we have you. You have me. It's very exciting. Alga Neighbors on our guard. We've got a lot of really great comedy. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the other shows are starting to sell out. Um, you know, the, the other difficult part is with just, you know, selling tickets and not a lot of money. You can't, we can't, I can't really make money on this with all my expenses and stuff. But it's really just not. A, it's more about the community and giving back and just kind of celebrating life being back to normal for everyone. Right. Right. So how, I mean, were, what was the reaction from the comedians, that, that initial reaction? Were people just like, oh, my God, thank you? Yeah. I mean, the comedians were super thankful. Um, some comedians, you know, are, are not ready even to perform outdoors. They're waiting to be fully vaccinated, but some okay. are. And, yeah, I mean, a lot, I mean, I, unfortunately, you know, so far only doing the four shows, so I could only have, you know, a limited amount of comedians, but I have a lot of comedians that are like, you know, want to do it. And I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure there were, there were, I mean, there were a ton of people there on Wednesday, just trying to, trying to, you know, get five minutes. And a lot of them did. Yeah. Yeah. I tried my hardest to do it. Um, you know, I wanted to perform and, but it was just too much for me to do everything. So hopefully next week I'll, it'll be a little bit more relaxing. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, really, really, it's really exciting to be back um, and uh, see how things go. And I think a lot of the clubs are doing well. They're, you know, selling out at 33%, uh, which is great. Cause I think a lot of people were nervous. Are people really going to want to go back to clubs? And they are. So yeah, no, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things on Facebook and from you know from talking to people that that there's definitely oh, Facebook, yeah, that's real. Well, Facebook, well you know, uh, <laughs> got to take the information where you can get true. it. That it must be true. true. It's, it's true. Everything on Facebook is true. That is a fair point. That is a fair point. Are you saying those are not real sellouts? Those are, that, that, um, but when I talk when I talk to people who have, who have done shows inside, they've said you know that the, the audiences are there, which is really which is ultimately what you want. You know, that, yeah. that's what, no, that's had, what you, you need. Know, 
Usually when you're handing out flyers on the street of Manhattan, streets of Manhattan, you get like that, you know, sneer and that, you know, turn shoulder and a fast walk by. But everyone was like stopping and talking to me and asking me what was going on and super excited about it and coming back and taking my uh, postcards. It was, let's see how long that nice Manhattan spirit lasts. <laughs> well, if you're if you're in the neighborhood, it's kind of a neat thing to have happening, you know, right nearby. It's not happening in front of your house, you know, so it's not right. like you have to deal with, uh, you know, listening to comedy until 9 o'clock. But if it's just, you know, it's like, hey, if I can walk down the block and go see a comedy show, why not? You know, what the hell? Right, and everyone was coming with their dogs. We had lots of dog fans. You oh, I pet so many dogs. Oh, my stroller. God, I pet so many dogs. That was the best. <laughs> There were so many dogs. There was see? this little golden retriever puppy. Oh, so cute. Oh, I saw that. So cute. Did you see the skater dog? Oh, my yes, God. Yes, I did. That was awesome. <laughs> so he was so – a lot of bulldogs. So adorable. Um, yeah, so it's great. People were just, like, walking by, hanging out, watching, which I, you know, encourage people to do. Also, um, you know, if they can't get a ticket or it's sold out. Um, obviously we have to do crowd control, but, um, I'm super excited and I'm excited to also, you know, hopefully get up to 50% capacity and be able to open the club for real and maybe even continue this after, you know, it's kind of like how, uh, restaurants are having their streets, even though they're having indoors, maybe we'll do some outdoor shows, kind of fun. Right. It's like a new, sure, a new phenomenon. Sure people. Yeah, I'm sure you can get people. What, what, is there yeah. any word on when the 50% will happen? Not that I've heard of. They just extended the time, which was great. Uh, now restaurants can stay open until midnight, which adds Ooh. a huge profit margin. Yeah. Um, so that's good because, you know, for them to have to close at 10, it's hard. You know, you can't, you can't, make, you can't make money. You can't do enough seatings. So... Is that true for comedy clubs too? They can stay open till midnight. Um, I think so. Yeah. Great. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I was talking to someone good. about that, and they they were saying, you know, because if you think about it, like a ten o'clock comedy show is kind of a staple. You know, like that's not an unusual time, like for, for you know, yeah. for Friday, Saturday night, and so you know, you get an extra. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what kind of money it translates into, but whatever it whatever it means to have that. I mean, it's not insignificant to you know, get another round, of, you know, another three, four rounds of drinks. It's just, it all adds up. And so yeah, yeah. 10 o'clock was definitely a hardship. That was and really hard for people. employ for more comedians, you know? So. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You get more people, more people stage time, which is awesome, which is fantastic. Yeah. Who would you love to but get I... on your stage? Who, who, who would you just like, get, like pie in the sky? Who would you absolutely love to get on, get up on a stage when you were looking? <laughs> Well, I would love to get Jerry Seinfeld back on our stage. Um, oh, cool. Oh, he's been there, get, right. Yeah, he was there once. I'd love to get Taylor Tomlinson. She was actually um, supposed to come uh, in April. I had her oh. booked before, before um, lockdown. And also, Sarah Silverman was supposed to come the day we closed down. Oh, no. So... I know. So I'd love to get those three back up. Um, and uh, who else? Uh, Whitney Cummings is like a favorite of mine. Sure. Um, and those, are, those are probably my top four. 
Well, if you had Taylor, if you had Taylor and Sarah, right, right. If you had Taylor and Sarah, that's you know maybe you can get them back. That seems that seems doable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was uh, Taylor was through a contact that is not a contact anymore. So. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, no comment. Fair enough. <laughs> let, everyone figure, let everyone else figure that out. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, so so um, yeah, but. There, there are so many amazing comedians out there. And I'm also, you know, I just want to mention that uh, my Saturday show has three female comedians on it. And I was, like, a little nervous about doing an all-women show on a Saturday night. And, yeah, I'm just so thrilled that it's sold out. And, I'm, you know, I kind of – usually when I do an all-women show, I market it as, like, girls' night out. But I realized, you know what, girls are buying the tickets to these all-man shows. So – why can't I sell out a show with women on a Saturday night? Uh, so for women in comedy and the whole, you know, women aren't funny, I think we're beyond that. And I just want to give a plug to Jessica Kirsten, who did her show on FX called Hysterical that addressed that whole issue. So I am super pumped and super excited to be doing heavier female comedy shows. That's my goal for the year. That's- that's, I think that's awesome. I mean, I, I saw Bonnie. Sorry, Brad. That's okay. I got I, it's all right. You know, I uh, and I'm not I'm not going to start identifying as female just so I can get on the bill. I don't. Think, you know. I'll I'll take my stage time where I can get it. But uh, you know, I, but like when I saw Bonnie at Westside, it was I think it was an all female show. I, I don't rem- I don't remember. There might have been a guy. Oh no, there was a guy. It wasn't all female. There was a guy. Yeah. There was a guy. Yeah, yeah. But that but that was packed. You know. I mean, she's yeah. yeah you know, she's a, she's a huge draw. Yeah, and I'm also doing the Black Women in Comedy Festival at the club in June. So. Oh, cool. I oh, really I didn't know that. Tell me about yeah. tell me about that. It's um. Oh, now you're gonna make me remember stuff. But it's gonna be <laughs> the end of end of June, um, and Joanna Briley runs it, and I'm working with her and Holly Harper, and they're doing a huge, which she does every year. It's incredible, super talented women, and we're gonna um, do some of their shows at the club. I think we're doing um, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday show. So I really want to be like a pioneer for for women in comedy and diversity in comedy. And, you know, I think, I think we're beyond it. I'd like to get to the point where people don't book their shows because they need, you know, diversity to book their shows just because they're really solid comedians. And we're there. We're there that I can book a show with a diverse group because we have really amazing talent everywhere. You know, and I just think people need to be, people that say they can't have a diverse show, I think are just not looking hard enough. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, we've been we've been yeah. doing the show the show on Zoom, and it's been a it's been a pretty diverse lineup. And you know, it's like, I mean, it's it's not so much that it was a goal. I mean, the goal is just to have funny people. But you know, you I, sometimes maybe maybe you have to try a little harder. You know, which I, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to sort of reach out and try to get meet comedians from more walks of life. There's really nothing wrong with that. It just makes for a better show. Yeah. Yeah. So that, those are my, my goals for 2021, and I just hope that everyone stays healthy and this pandemic is really going by the wayside. I'm just nervous. We'll see. I know. Some, a comedian said to me, they were like, we're all going back inside because the numbers are going up. And I was like, don't say that. 
Like, I don't want to hear yeah. that. That sounds horrible. I don't want to deal with that. I know. Are That's no fun. I, I don't I know. I haven't either. I just, this was what someone <laughs> said to me, and I got depressed. I was like, come on, man. Don't do this. I'm the one who's supposed to be negative, not you. So yeah, are you, are you vaccinated? I have one shot. I'm getting my second shot on Monday. Cool. So a little nervous about that because our show's on Wednesday, but um, it'll be okay. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, And good for you during this. uh, Did you start this during the pandemic, the show? Which the the Zoom show? The, the radio, the radio show. Oh, the radio show. Right no, now. I've been doing this for a while. But I just I, I I kicked it up into into higher gear in the in the pandemic because like because it was I mean for a minute I was doing it daily, but I no, I couldn't really sustain that. But oh, um, okay. you know that was that was a, that was a little much. But um, but no, I I've had this for years, but it just kind of. The pandemic seemed like a good time to get things get things moving again, and it was a chance to talk to more comics, and it was just you know it was fun. It was just a fun thing to do. We had nothing, be- nothing better. We had nothing better to do than to talk to you. We had some, <laughs> we had some time. I think people. It was not hard to book people. Let me put it that way. There were there were there, were just, there were some hours in the day to fill, at least in the initial time. I mean, it, I mean, how weird is it that it's been a year? I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but I it's, I find that very surreal. I I just can't believe it. I just it's like you lost a year of our lives. It's just I, I feel so sorry for so many people. I mean, I feel so. I, for me, it was you know I was able to pivot and keep busy and be creative, but the loss of social contact by so many people, the elderly and the young. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I don't care about social contact. I'm over it. Right. <laughs> Been there, done that. Leave me alone. Right. Um, but but like for the young people. Uh, it's been super hard, and, and the elderly. My mom's eighty-five. It was oh, she'll hate me for saying that out loud on radio, but um, oh no. <laughs> but it's it's been really challenging. So um, I'm glad that I'm hoping that these people could get back to some sort of normalcy, and it's going to be interesting to see how it affects people long term. I, I don't know, but yeah, it's a whole it's a whole year, and I wonder like. How long all this is like? Do you think you'll ever get on a plane without a mask ever again? I don't know. That's a really good question. Certainly not anytime soon. I I wonder how long the mask thing will happen, even just in general. I mean, I feel like that might yeah. just be how we live now. You know, like I like is there at some point presumably things are under control, but at the same time, they keep hearing about these variants. And, you know, yeah. maybe it's not so under control. You know, that's where that's where I start to get a little nervous is, you know, we're all vaccinated. But how long does the vaccine last? I mean, a flu, you get a flu shot every year. So how, right. you know, how long does this one last? I have no idea. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to pretend to read the reports or anything like that. I, I, I don't have a clue. So, well, but yeah, I mean, know, it's, think about that. Think about that. They don't know how long it's going to last because they haven't done testing for long right. enough to know, which which also means they haven't done testing long enough to know if there are any long-term side effects. So that freaks me out, too. I mean, again, sure. I'm old. I don't care. But I worry about my kids who are getting it. Not to be an anti-vaxxer, you know, and I was talking to my doctor about it. She said, listen, the, you know, we're in a pandemic. We kind of don't have a choice. Okay, the choice is we all die. <laughs> right. So, um, so we're doing it. But we are taking risks. So um, I, I haven't been on a subway yet, and I'm no, me worried about that. I'm me worried neither. about that. 
And that's keeping me from things like I have a show booked in Brooklyn and it's after my second shot. So I'm okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it, but it's all, but it's like, there, there's a lot happening in Brooklyn, for example, I think, I think you probably know. And, you know, yeah. I would like, I would like to be more a part of it, but eh, not until, not until I got the double shot. I don't think I'm ready to go back on the subway. And even then I'm going to be double masking. Yeah. No, it's it's very scary. Same thing. I'm not. I don't really want to get on the subway, and even you know, it's funny. I've got been getting into taxis and Ubers, but I after our show on Wednesday, I couldn't get a taxi. I was like waiting on the street for a long time. Finally, I called an Uber and had to wait like ten minutes. And the I had a very chatty Uber driver, which I was not in the mood for after a long day. But uh, but he was saying like they all left because they couldn't make money. You know, everyone really left all these drivers. Yeah, he said all these drivers, you, you you work all day, you couldn't make enough money, so a lot of people moved or left. Or if you know, the streets are like there are hardly any taxis or Ubers around. It's hard to get around. Really? So uh, yeah. So and also, I feel like the prices. Yeah, I feel like the prices went up. I I just couldn't believe how I had to take a taxi cross town because uh, I had all this stuff, and I couldn't believe how expensive it was just to get cross town. Oh, I wonder if they raised the rates or added some surcharges. Yeah, I think they must have. I don't know, but um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. We're we're hopefully 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 back to normal. Exactly, exactly. That's the hope. But but again, what is normal? Like you said, you know, wearing wearing a mask on a plane. You know, that a year ago you would have said that's ridiculous. You know, that's uh, why would why would I wear a mask? That would be silly. But you know, now I mean, people are. I mean, are you requiring masks in the audience? It's a requirement, yes. Yeah, uh, there okay. are a lot of rules and, rules and regulations from the government. Um, there's got to be the six feet distance. You got to wear a mask. Um, you got to be twelve feet away. You have to be fifteen. I mean, there were so many. I mean, there were like there were like twelve to fifteen pages of requirements. And every time really? I kept emailing the guy, yeah, and I kept emailing the guy. I'm like, wait, I just learned this, and he's like, and he sent me back highlighted the section and I'm like no one reads these things <laughs> you know, yeah. who reads like there's 12 15 page require I mean I'm very ADD so I just like okay this is fun let's do it and I like they said you need a sound permit so I go to the police station and he's like oh it's a $45 charge per permit I'm like really he's like uh yeah and so I had to run to the post office and I went to the post office I went to pay with my credit card. You can't get a money order with a credit card. I had to run to the bank. I had to run back to the police department. It was just, I stopped in between a big gay ice cream because I had it. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I deserve a treat. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it went all over me, but it was fun. Great ice cream if you haven't had it yet. What did you say, big gay ice cream? Big gay ice cream. Oh my God, it's the never best. heard of it. Soft serve, soft serve ice cream. It's right on um, Amsterdam in the eighties. Very, very. I got like a cone with Nutella in it, with vanilla and chocolate ice cream, with sprinkles on top. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's a great name. A great name. Yeah. Big. I don't know how they came up with that name, but yeah, big gay ice cream. Go have some. There you go. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Didn't help, um, didn't help with my COVID-19 that I gained, but whatever. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all there. I think that's been, that's been, uh, that's been a constant. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you do. I mean, at some point you got to live your life. I mean, I guess it's just go on another diet, work out more. 
But so I mean, are you able? Yeah. To, are you are you able to exercise now, or are like? Are, do you, did you ever go to a yeah. gym? Were you a gym person? I have a gym in my building, so yes, I'm store. I actually recreated a little tiny gym in my apartment. But you know, someone told me that on average, Americans gained two pounds a month during the pandemic. Wow! And you don't realize, yeah, you don't realize that. The like someone said to me early on, like I didn't realize my morning commute burned off so many calories. But you don't realize how active you are on a regular basis. Like I wonder how many people's like Apple Watches were like went crazy, like stand up, move. Would you move already? My God. I'm like, I'm in a studio and apartment. I can't do like a thousand steps. Sorry, you know, I'm getting dizzy. But, you know, just you sit you sit stationary in one place. I don't even think that one hour workout really matters all that much. Um, you know, I just feel it. And I, I do. I like I put on a lot of weight and it's going to end at my age. It's going to be harder to get rid of. Yeah. No, that's but. of course. Of course. That's, yeah. No, you're right. Of course. Because I would like I used to walk um, to the club. Sometimes I would sometimes take a bus, but sometimes I would walk. And even if I didn't walk you know, the whole way from my apartment, you know, there was just, there was a lot of walking. There was a significant right. amount of walking and and suddenly that's just not happening. You know, you go from 10,000 steps a day to 2000 and that's, you know, and 2000 if you're lucky and that's yeah, not going to cut it. Yeah, you increase your food and you increase yeah, your exactly. food and you're sitting around and you're bored and it's right next to you and yeah. Stuff but in your face. The good, the good news is we're healthy, although I did find out my cholesterol skyrocketed, so oh, no. I have to deal with that. Well, that's <laughs> Oh, are yeah, we done with, with are we done with COVID jokes? That's actually sort of an interesting question. Like, do you think audiences are no longer interested in hearing about this? I do, I do. You know, I have a lot of COVID jokes. It was funny that you know in the beginning everyone said, "Oh, don't do COVID jokes. You want a joke that's more evergreen." <laughs> Little did we know we'd be doing them for a year and a half. Right. Um, so I, I, so I did get a good year and a half out of my quarantine jokes, but I, I do feel like. No one's going to want to hear about it. I think people are going to want to laugh about other things. I don't. I don't think, you know, given the tragedy also and how horrible it was and what a hardship it was, it's going to hard. It's going to be hard to make it funny. Um, but what I did find is I've was able personally to adapt all my jokes to non-quarantine jokes. Like oh, you I are have a joke about. Well, I had a joke about quarantining with my daughters. You know, the problem with quarantining with daughters is having daughters. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I just say, you know, the, I just take out the quarantine part. I have two daughters. You know what the problem was having two daughters? Having told you having two daughters. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that's that's solid. They're still, they're still annoying, quarantine or no quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, I, basically, I think, that's uh, basically the same joke. Yeah, basically the same joke. Um, you know, quarantining with my mom. You know, I just take out the quarantine part. The problem with being with my mom is, you know, she's depressed. But right. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think people um, are going to want to hear it. That's my take. And also, you know, what's really funny. Like, I went to Austin and I went to Miami and performed outdoors. And a lot of my quarantine jokes don't work there either because they didn't quarantine. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they didn't have the same experience that we had. 
Um, you know, they have the masks and the, the temperature taking on some of them, but not as bad. So they couldn't relate as much to it. And that's what some of the comedians said before I went on. You know, I was kind of warned about that. Like, you know, these they, these people did quarantine. They don't know what you're talking about. Where was that? That was Austin. <laughs> Miami and Austin, yeah. Miami and Austin, okay. Huh. Yeah. I knew about Florida. Yeah. I didn't realize Austin, Austin they had in quarantine. I know Florida, everyone I've talked to who's been to Florida was like, there was no pandemic. Like, just nothing yeah. happened as far as the Floridians are concerned. I mean, they all might have quarantined a little bit, but not to the extent that we did. I mean, I have to say Manhattan, I thought, everyone always asks me, like, how's Manhattan? How's the scene? I was walking down Lexington Avenue the other day, and um, it was sad. I mean, there are so many stores that are closed, yeah. even on Madison Avenue. I didn't realize it um, until I was actually walking down the street. It is... Uh, on the one hand, it's sad. On the other hand, it's going to be interesting to see what pops up inside of them and if what comes back and if it could come back. But I think um, it's kind of sad what happened to New York. You know, oh, totally. restaurants are closing, bars closed, stores closed. Uh, people have left. I think people are starting to come back. Um, but... You know, let's let's see how. Uh, I mean, I know there was that whole controversy in the beginning with Jerry Seinfeld and uh, uh, Stand Up New York about you know New York being dead, and I, I do believe New York has you know had its time of trouble before and always comes back. But uh, I don't know with all the remote stuff now. Let's see what happens. I mean, I think a lot of people are not going to come back to the office. I think there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to stay remote. Yes, no, I think that's going to be true. It's going to be, and it's, I think it's going to be interesting when the, they want people to come back. And I think certainly uh, a lot of the younger people are going to be. I, I think we'll just be like, you know, I'm doing fine at home. Like I don't need to come in. And that, yeah. I think there's, I think there's going to be tension. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be a super smooth transition. I think there are definitely going to be people who would really rather stay home, and there are going to be bosses who are who are like, mm, they kind of need you to come in, you know. And yeah, if you're a small company that got rid of your um, retail establishment or your, you know, your rent, and you're realizing you're saving a ton of money and you don't really need it, like, and you're making more, why? <laughs> you know, this is working just fine. Right. But we can't right. do that for comedy. I, we definitely with comedy. We need to be in person. That's definitely. Yeah. Although you do your great dream shows, and I like that they're continuing, and I think. You know, there's a there's a market. Uh, there was uh, just an article that Jason Zinnemann did uh, in the in the New York Times that I was actually quoted in. I was about to say that you were quoted um, in, right? Very nice. <laughs> uh, which case in point, I was also just in the New York Post, and I got like so many comments on on Instagram and text from my little teeny tiny thing in the Post. I got like zero from the New York Post. Was a nice Times placement Post. in the Post. I used to be a publicist. I would have killed for placement like that. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was yeah, great. Yeah, like I was it. I looked like I was Angelina Jolie. Too, that was fun. That was fun. Better. That was pretty fun. <laughs> I'm like, I never looked so good. Um, but the whole article was about all these, uh, like, nowhere comedy club and rush ticks and whether or not they would still exist when everyone comes back. And I, I think there is going to be a market for some people that, you know, like, can't get to clubs or you know, what I loved, and I think what you loved also about these Zoom shows, is we got to meet comedians from all over. 
Yes. I did a I did an around the world show. I met you know London, Malaysia, Israel, Sweden, Italy. Yeah, I got to I got to meet comedians from around not only the United States but the world. So I think you know there's still going to be a market for for Zoom shows. The problem with Zoom shows and around the world is I had to do them at noon on a Saturday, but in New York so that the guy in Malaysia would not be up at four in the morning. Right. Um, <laughs> But I, I think these Zoom shows, are, there's going to be a place for them and and maybe even hybrid, which is what I said in the, the Times article. I think, you know, if we could hybrid the shows, it would be great for everyone. And people so that you can't, leave, can't, would, sorry, God. No, God, I mean, the people that can't leave their house or are not mobile or can't actually be here, it will be a good way for them to watch comedy. Well, so would you stream West Side shows? Is that what you mean? I would like to, yeah. I think uh, I think it'd be additive, you know, if we could do it. I would love to. I would love to actually stream our outdoor shows, especially our Saturday one that's sold out. I just don't have the bandwidth for it. So if anyone out there wants to stream my show, contact me. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were people filming comics on uh, on Wednesday, which I thought was interesting because it's like on the street, so people feel like oh, they can do that. Yeah, there were there were just people shooting video. I don't know that it was anything, you know, major. But I, I kind of feel like when you're doing it outside, I guess you just have to deal with that. But right. you know, um, like I I have mixed feelings about the streaming stuff because what I don't want is there to be a video of me bombing, you know, that stays up on some server somewhere. Like you know, I, so that's something that's always been a concern of mine. Like, but at the same time, you know, a lot of these things they get up. They they don't. Maybe there's a way to keep it up so it doesn't stay up forever. You know, you don't want to burn your jokes. Like you don't necessarily want like what turns it have it be a de facto special, you know? Yeah. Like that's right. that's I something. Just, I just can't see you bombing. I wouldn't worry oh. about it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. That's very nice of you. Thank you. That's also, very nice. By the way, some, sometimes these bombs are like the ones that go viral, and like bad press is still good press. That's true. Say. That's a good point. No, that's a really good point. That's a very good point. But, um, yeah, they always, they always make for funny stuff, the bombs. Sure. Oh, and some vomiting videos can be hilarious. Absolutely, hundred percent, one hundred percent. That can be that could be a fun time. Um, so, Felicia, this has been great. But let's. Uh, where can people find out about this? How can they find you? How can they find the shows? Um, so, WestsideComedyClub.com is where you can purchase tickets for the show. Follow us on Instagram, Westside Comedy Club, and Facebook. I am at Felicia Madison Comedian on Instagram. Um, also want to just plug my broadest show on YouTube, so check that out. It's a talk show that I started in the pandemic that I'm super excited about with uh, four, three other female comedians. Oh, very cool. So uh, tell uh, real yeah. quick, tell a little bit about that. So one of my um, things I always wanted to do was to be a talk show host. I thought that was like really where, where I wanted to be, kind of like the view. Uh, I wanted to call it the real view, but we came up with Broadish. I reached out <laughs> to, yeah. So it's kind of like, the, you know, we kind of like what we say is we, you know, chop things up and dish it out. We talk about current events. We talk about lifestyle issues. We interview people. It's me, uh, Jocelyn Chia, Holly Harper, and Daya Lakshmanarayanan, who's been out uh, sick for the last three months. So we've been having a lot of guest hosts. We had Liz Neely, we had Janelle Banks. Um, we had some men on it, which is actually kind of fun. Um, and uh, Jocelyn is uh, in Singapore now, so we had, 
you know, some people from Singapore, which now we're national. Oh, cool. And it's, we've, yeah, we've been filming it weekly. And it's uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Broadus Show, and all of our episodes are up on YouTube, Broadus awesome. Show. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Something to watch. I'm hoping um, to bring it to the studio one day. So if anyone out there listening. That would be cool. That would be really cool. All right. So it starts Wednesday, yeah. April 21st at 7.30 p.m. Uh, curbside Comedy. Go to westsidecomedyclub.com to buy tickets. I'm on on Wednesday. And then there's also great shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So it's a great lineup. Yeah. Well, Saturday sold out. But, but maybe, you know. Saturday maybe sold out. But, and we have two shows on uh, Friday. Oh, two shows on Friday, 7.30 and what? Yeah, 6.30 and 8.15. Oh, 6.30 and 8.15, excuse me. Friday, 6.30 and 8.15. Yeah. Awesome. Two shows, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. All right, Felicia, Felicia thank you so much for if coming I on. I appreciate it. Everyone, <laughs> you can find you me. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course, of course. I will see you next week. And um, everyone, go see a show. It's fun. All right, have a good time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.